This Hawk Talk is brought to you by the NSU Wesley Foundation. The NSU Wesley is a Methodist campus ministry dedicated to serving the community. Every week, they serve a free lunch for NSU students, faculty, and staff from 11 to 2 on Wednesdays. This is quickly followed by Club Sammy, a program geared towards feeding those with food insecurity in the community. Finals week, students can get free breakfast, lunch, and dinner from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at 405 South Going Snake Street, Tahlequah, OK. For more information, call 918-822-1913. Hello, I'm Faith Whitehouse, and welcome to Hawk Talk. Today, I'm sitting down with Turner Hauk, a Mulgee graduate student, and Dr. Beth Bowen, assistant professor of psychology, who are both here to discuss the internal struggles of students and professors throughout the school year. Thank you both for taking the time to sit with me. Let's find out more about mental health and how to help it. For our first topic, depression and anxiety are very common among individuals in college and mental health. It has become a more modern day issue than in past years. According to the American Psychological Association, almost three quarters of students are reported moderate or severe psychological distress, and many universities have extended their outreach programs to better help student demands. At NSU, Hawkreach is available to all enrolled students and provides free confidential counseling to those who need it. However, it can sometimes be hard for students to talk about the problems they may face in their day-to-day lives. Everyone deals with their own personal struggles as they go on, and each struggle can look different in their own way. Turner, during your time here at NSU, what have you experienced that really took a toll on your life, and how did this affect your schooling? I think that one of the biggest things that took a toll on my life and many lives, millions of lives, was COVID. And I mentioned that because as a result of that happening, I spent a lot of time by myself. And that led to me realizing how messed up I was internally, very extroverted. And I had spent my time around people my entire freshman year. I was never really alone. And I didn't realize until COVID that that was subconsciously intentional. There's a lot of internal struggles that I had. And through COVID being by myself, I was able to see and realize many of those things that were causing issues in my life. And as a result of that, I was able to learn how to deal with those. That would be one thing that that has happened to me that changed, I think, the trajectory of my life moving forward into my college journey. I feel like COVID affected many students and professors in that way. And that's why mental health is such a big issue in today's world. Now, Dr. Bowen, during your time here at NSU, what have you experienced that really took a toll on your life and your work ethic? Yes, I think COVID, you know, is was a big factor in a lot of it because it hit so fast. It was that spring break. We got out and it was we didn't come back. And we as professors had to prepare our classes for the rest of the semester with tools we weren't really equipped. We, we didn't have the equipment really to, to, you know, finish out that semester. I think we, most of us did, and we did a good job. But at the same time, there was that disconnection with our students. We'd had face-to-face classes and we had that connection. And then all of a sudden we were disconnected for months. And then, of course, that went on after that and lingered. So that was probably the biggest negative thing. Just trying to keep up, especially in the field of psychology, you're always trying to keep up on the latest research and, you know, make sure that you can, you're equipped to give the students the the best education you can as far as the field of psychology goes. So you're always, you know, in our department with other departments, we're always learning. It's just, it's it's a non-stop learning process, kind of keeps you going. 
So according to the American Psychological Association, a sudden change in behavior can indicate poor mental health. Such behavior includes a drop in attendance, failure to submit assignments, or an unkempt appearance. The study recommended that campus faculty should be aware of the signs and to recognize, respond, and refer when it comes to mental health. Dr. Bowen, have you noticed in recent years the decline of student mental health? And has this affected you in any way when personally seeing it? Yeah, you know, once again, we're moving out of face-to-face classes and into more online classes. So that's going to be something that we're going to need to address. You know, our students dropping off because of personal issues, mental health issues, or are they dropping off because they just can't handle the workload with everything else that they had going on in their lives and they're, or they're, pri- they're not prioritizing correctly. So face-to-face classes, once again, yes, you know, you've got that. You, you, you've got that. Or is there, are, is there, you know, you're a little bit different. Is everything okay? Is everything going okay? you know, and and can email and things like that. But I do have students and I think it might be the nature of our department being psychology and counseling that we do have a lot of students that reach out to our faculty and they will, they, they know that we're there for them and they will talk about an array of things. Sometimes it is, I have struggles and sometimes it's just, I just want to talk about sports. So, you know, I, I think that I always think about some of the other departments on campus. If they get that same privilege with students, if they come to them, you know, in the math departments and science departments and things like that. So I think that goes along with our department. So I think we are aware of our students a little, you know, and they do come to us for stuff. So. That's great. I love hearing professors just being there for students. That's most important. Now, have either of you had friends or relatives show any of these signs or have trouble with mental health? And if so, how did you go about supporting them? I think that everyone struggles at some point or another with mental health. And because of COVID and being alone, a lot more people are aware of that. Personally, for me, recently, I've had a close family member go through something pretty traumatic. And the one thing that I know to be true is in times like that, what I want is for people to just be there. So for this specific family member, what I do is uh, I just be there for him. I text him. I call him. Not too much. I pray for him. I think about him. And I think that a lot of times we overcomplicate being there for people and that it, it means we need to talk. That's not necessarily the case. A lot of times being there is just that being there physically, emotionally and listening to what they have to say. So for me, with anybody that's struggling, but specifically this this family member being there for them, checking up on them consistently is what I do. Dr. Bowen? I think at some degree, each of us struggles with a little bit of mental health issues because it's such a broad spectrum of, you know, behaviors and, and, and things like that. I think it's really important to educate people so that they understand, you know, what is, what, what they're going through is healthful, you know, healthy or if it's not healthy. So sometimes, you know, I think that we spend so much time when we're raising our children. I think our society spends so much time focused on negative aspects of everything that we don't focus on positive enough, even when it comes to coping skills. I don't think we, we don't understand our children and coach them into positive coping skills early. We just kind of, everybody gets attention on negative coping skills. You're not doing it right. You're not doing it right, but it's, you are doing it right. And so we develop negative, negative coping skills more, or we depend on those, I think, in times of stress. So trying to identify that. And yes, I do have family members that struggle with it. And it's like Turner said, you, you support when you can. And but being really educated about what it is and not making somebody feel like they're bad because of what they're going through or they're so different than everybody else because of what they're going through. I think it's really important because that's part of understanding that I, I'm not identified by what I have. It's just 
part of me. So, As stated previously, Hawkreach is available to all students and local therapists may be available to faculty members. However, when it comes to talking about sensitive subjects, it may be hard for individuals to open up. And that's why it is important to be there for friends and family or whoever may be suffering with poor mental health. Now, how much emotional support do each of you feel you have at NSU and who could you talk to about these things? I feel as though I have a lot of emotional support. That's something that's really big for me is being there for others, yes, but also making sure that I surround myself with a good community of people that I can rely on. I can give you three people right now that that come to mind or more, but individuals that I can rely on. My mentor, his name's Ken Thompson, my best friend, Tyler McCrate, my dad, Mickey Houck, another guy that I'm doing life with, Clay Pendergraft. I mean, I, I could continue to talk about the individuals that are in my life that care. But overall, I think that it comes down to when you want to have people around you that you can be vulnerable with is choosing to be okay with your imperfections and knowing that I'm not going to be perfect and I'm okay with other people knowing it. So there are quite a few people around me that I can go to, but it didn't just happen. It, it was it took a conscious decision to be okay with my imperfections and to be okay with others knowing that as well. And that's helped me grow by expressing those to the, the people around me. Once again, fortunately, I'm in the College of Education and our department is psychology and counseling. And I think it's not just because we're in that department of psychology. I think it's because the faculty that we have really click. We are we have a really close knit friendship based support based faculty. So I feel like if I'm going through anything that I feel like, you know, I'm on the verge of or I need to talk to someone, there are so many people in in our department that I can reach out to and talk to. So we've got that circle of friends. And then, of course, you know, sometimes I will get off on something in class teaching psychology. And then after I realize what I've done, I have to tell my class, you guys were my therapy. Thank you so much. So I think just having that avenue all the time, either in my workplace itself and my faculty or with my students, we kind of just, we relate and we can talk. So I think that's really important that you can just, you can educate, but you can talk too. Now, we talked a little bit about this earlier, about just being there for people. But Dr. Bowen, when it comes to both students and professors dealing with their own personal struggles, what have you done or what would you recommend for others to do to better cope with mental health? With students, you know, the classes that I teach on, and and like I said, what we talk about, you know, self-care is really important. And so they get a lot of understanding, I think, of the different pillars of of self-care. It's not just mental health, it's emotional health, environmental health, recreational health, spiritual health, physical health, you know, it's everything. So Hawkreach has been a, a really good resource for me. I have my students actually do a little assignment where they have to kind of reach out to a mental health facility and find out who they treat and what the cost is and all that kind of stuff, just to get them aware of what's out there in case they do need something or they have a family member. So try, especially students, faculty, where we are, once again, like I said, in psychology and counseling, that those that's kind of already in line for a lot of them. But I think sometimes it's not, you have things that you don't need to go really seek out help. You just need to talk to someone. You just need a friend to talk to. So, you know, being there for them in that aspect, I think really, really helps a lot. Well, Turner, Dr. Bowen, it was great talking with each of you. Thank you for coming in. I hope this information will help other students and professors better understand mental health and how to help it. Thanks for listening to the Hog Talk podcast. You can find us at nsunews.com, Spotify, or follow our social media pages at TNE News on Instagram and Twitter, along with the Northeastern on Facebook for the latest NSU news. The NSU Playhouse invites you to a night of laughter and fun with five women wearing the same dress. 
The show, written by Alan Ball and directed by NSU's own Dr. Robin Pursley, revolves around five bridesmaids avoiding the bride who they all secretly dislike. Starring both current students and alum, the show will take place at 7.30 p.m. on April 10th through the 13th at the NSU Playhouse located in downtown Tahlequah. The show will also be the fourth Golden Llama competition presented by NSU Drama. Student organizations with the most members in attendance of the show will win the Golden Llama Trophy. Who will be the student organization with the most members in attendance? Purchase tickets for the show at nsuplayhouse.ludus.com. That's nsuplayhouse.ludus.com. 